Hello everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of the PME Podcast. I am just way too busy at the moment, I mean it's just getting ridiculous with me. Um, so the, the, the episodes, are, they're kind of combined at the moment, but hopefully soon if I get this new job I'll be able to have more time for myself. Just put it that way, and I could do these a lot more. Like, I want a consistent date because I think more people will listen to it. Like, if it's like every Tuesday or something, so I'm going to try my best to be a little bit more consistent with this. But it's just my life at the moment is just crazy. When you graduate from university, it's just, it's just, it's just a little bit mental. I think people who who've gone to uni will sort of understand that. It's like you're trying your best to get a graduate job and. At the same time, you're trying to figure out what to do, and it's it's just a bit of a nightmare, really. But I'm here. I'm here to do a podcast. I'm here to chat about the Liverpool game and also the Newcastle game. Um, I'll touch briefly on the Liverpool game, even though you know it's a big, it's a big, big game. Um, it, it was a test, you know, for for the Arsenal team. I think there was a really good tweet I saw from LT. Uh, LT Arsenal, uh, a good good mate of mine, bless him, um, and he was right on the money. It was like, well, you know, this is a test. If we lose, you know, we're learning. We're not, you know, it's not a tetra out. And if we win, it's a bonus. Do you know what I mean? And that's how I looked at the game because Liverpool are just incredible. They really are incredible, not just because of their team, but just everything really. Their squad is just incredible. Um, the, you know, everything top to bottom is really good. At the moment with Liverpool, I think they're going to win the league. To be quite honest with you, they look so good. Salah looks so, he just looks so on it this season. And you know, some of it was, um, you know, quite poor, really. But other than that, like they, they look, they look the real deal this season. They really do. But yeah, I mean, I, there were some aspects of the game that were really poor on. Um, I think the the mistake from Tavares, which was just, it is what it is, you know. He's a very young player. These things are going to happen at some point. Um, but like we'll talk about a little bit later with the Newcastle game, it's one of those things where I think he learned from that experience. And I was really happy he wasn't dropped for the next game because I thought he was going to. Um so we'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah, the Liverpool game. I mean, I think the big, I think the thing that really struck me was that Arteta confrontation because I do think that changed the game. I think that moment sort of swing the other way for Liverpool, and I think, it, I, as much as it hurts me because I think it changed the game, I did quite like it. <laughs> I really did. I, it was nice to see some passion from Arteta because I think. I'm going to be honest with you, I think he's quite a boring man. Like whenever I, and this is coming from a boring man like myself, whenever I look at him, I, I watched a little bit of that Simon video with him because I wanted to see what he was like in the media, outside like press conferences, because he hasn't done much of that, to be honest with you. And he's so serious, it's just hilarious. Like, it's just, I mean, it is what it is, you know what I mean? But I know I loved it, I loved the conversation. Um, Mane was annoying me all the game. It's just, but that's that's you know that's how he's become a top level player by doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean I always remember one thing that annoyed me from Mane was a couple of years ago when Emery was the manager. We lost five one. I think he pushed 
somebody in in and off to play him on side, and it was a blatant shove. And I don't think I was VAR back then. I think it was the season before VAR, and I was just like, oh, that's just that's a foul, man. Like, come on. <laughs> but you know, fair play, they were really good. Liverpool, Ramsdale. I mean, if it wasn't for him, it could have been eight. I mean, they, he was really good again, and. The team, you know, was a learning experience. We got humbled, but I, I was expecting that, to be honest with you. But the response from that game and from the Newcastle game is exactly what I wanted to see. Although the first half was pretty poor. But before we talk about that, we'll just talk about the teams. So we had Ramsdale, and the, they kept the same back four. On Liverpool, he had Tavares instead of Tierney, which I thought he was going to swap. Uh, White and Gabriel, and Tommy Osu. Uh, we had Partey and Sambi. We had Saka, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and we had Aubameyang. So, like, the, the front form besides Shaka, I think he would play. Um, you know, the, not besides Shaka, but the, the 11 without Shaka. Um, and yeah, it was a really good response. It playing someone like Newcastle was probably the best thing we could have done, um, because the thing with Newcastle was that they're at such a low level. I think they're relegated, to be honest with you, because the game they had against Norwich, they really needed to win that, and they didn't. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's the writing's on the wall for them. But they were they were a lot better to be fair in this game than I've seen in Newcastle. But yeah, I think the first half was incredibly poor. Uh, I think Sambi was man of the match, to be quite honest with you. Um he was so good. So good. And he's proving his weight in in, in you know, it's a really good deal. And I think something that was interesting that came out from the week just before that game was an interview with Vincent Company talking about Laconga and how how he how he could be the next Shane Arturo. Now I don't know if that could be true. But he's definitely got a talent. Like there was a pass he did in the first half with um Saka. Sort of like a reverse ball almost. Absolutely brilliant. So good. And he's got that in his locker and to be honest with you, in that game he was a lot better than Partey, and I think he was better than Partey in the, the Liverpool game. And I love Partey to death because I just did. It's just something I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just like really like Partey. I just love the idea of that he's able to shoot from forty yards every game. You know, it's like oh, is he going to score? I don't know. I don't know. I just love him, but he's been much better than Partey, and I think Partey really needs to step up now. We'll talk about it in a bit with the Man United game. But, you know, it's quite embarrassing some of these senior players, how they performed. Like, Aubameyang, you know, I think he's been pretty poor last couple of games. I've given a lot of leeway this season. I don't think it's been as bad as I think people have said. But I thought he was pretty poor this game. And I think he was quite poor against Watford as well. Um, did I speak about Watford? <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. Wait, give me one second. I'm back. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's been such a while. I'm so bad. I'll, I'll, I promise I'll get better with these schedules. But yeah, I think he was pretty poor against Watford as well. But it's just the miss he had in this first half. I mean, it was a bit lackluster, but 
Saka, who had been causing problems all game for Newcastle, he sort of dribbled, got to the byline, crossed it, Smith Rowe with a header, um, good save, um, and then Aubameyang missed from a yard. I thought I thought the goalie had saved it at first, which I was still annoyed at because I was like, how? And then they showed the replay, and he's actually hit the post from like a yard. I mean, it's just incredible. And I just, I was just like, wow. I, I really didn't think we were going to win the game after that, I have to say. I thought, wow, that's it. You can't miss up from a fucking yard. And, and you know, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, it's so funny. So funny. But, you know, Aubameyang's... He's a very interesting part of his career now. Like, he's getting older. And, yes, he's naturally declined. But... I think he's still helping out the team out, but he was really annoying me in this half. He just was quite invisible. And I do worry about this United game because is he going to be ghosting this game? I don't know. I really don't know. But there's rumours today that Shaw and Wambasaka aren't playing and Dalit, for me, is horrendous. You know, hopefully it doesn't bite me on the ass, But, you know... Come on, they should rip these guys up. No no issue. And Maguire, who's been quite questionable this season. Um, but it is what it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I do, I do wonder, I do wonder uh, how they're fair against you know. But anyway, yeah, Balmian, he's just pretty poor today. You know, he really, he could have been a lot better. Um, not today, but... You know, Watford and Newcastle. Um, but, you know, that's what I'm saying about senior players. A lot of these senior players need to step up. You know, it worries me that Abaniang, about Lacazette, he's got, you know, less than a year on his contract now. And they're not really too far level-wise off. And the striker, and which we'll speak about in a bit, is a big part of, like, I think it's the big evolution in Arteta's arsenal. Not only does he have to get it right, but he need that it's 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 such a big deal, you know. I think if he can get the striker right, we go on to the next level. If we get a striker who's a bit flimsy, or maybe not flimsy, I don't think that's the right word. Um, not good enough. I think there's you know there's issues for Arteta. He's got to get it right. Um, but we'll have to see. But you know he was pretty poor. Um. But just before that, we had a free kick from Odegaard, who, you know, I've taken a lot of heat from the last couple of weeks. Because, one, you know, I, I've got my opinion on Madison, uh, and I've got my opinion on Odegaard, you know. My, my opinion on Madison is that he's a good player, but for 70, 80 million, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm not changing that opinion. I'm going to get cooked, and I'm going to keep getting cooked. But that's how I feel. You know, everyone's saying, oh, pay the extra money. But if we pay the extra money, and he was crap, and he's and he was playing in the form that he was before recently, everyone would go, oh, "What waste of money? Oh, we should go to Odegaard." Da, 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 da. Well, not even Odegaard, but we should go somebody else. And it's just like, come on, you know, it's a it's a lose lose situation. It's just, I don't, I'm I'm not, you know, I like Madison. I think when he's good, he's a really good player to watch. For the money they were asking, absolutely not. But it'd be interesting, you know, will they go back for him next summer? Possibly. Two years left. If he doesn't sign, I think a couple of clubs will be after him. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if United was after him. 
But with Randnick as well coming in, it's like, well, they go for English players anymore. Who knows? Who knows? But, you know, he's an interesting one. But, I mean, Odegaard, for me, what he had to do is fine. I don't remember the percentage, but, like, there's a good... When Odegaard has started Arsenal games, the the win-to-loss ratio is pretty good, from my knowledge. And it's just one of those things. I think he's he's sort of one of those players that, while he has a, while he can have a bad game, he still is vital for how we played. And he was vital how we played today. And I'm adamant that he will come good. He's two, three years younger than Madison. He's got so much potential. It's crazy. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still fine with the transfer. I think he'll come good. I do think he will. He, he plays a lot better with Shaka behind him. I, th- I don't know whether that's something to do with it. I don't know. But that's just how I feel. But I think Madison, you know, he's an interesting character. I'm happy for him. I hope he gets the international cap. I really do. Because having... I, I still think... I know this sounds a bit ridiculous, but from my view, 80 million for a player with one international cap, I don't care what country he's from. I don't care. I, I, I don't like it. I really don't. I just... I, I don't think I'll ever be sold on it. But I think if Madison was available for 50 million, 40 to 50 million, I'd be a lot more open to it. But 80 million, it's just like, come on, guys, come on. It's just, no. But anyway, that's my piece on that. But yeah, Odegaard, he had, I think he had a relatively poor game against what, uh, against Newcastle. But I still think he was vital for, for the win. Um, it'd be interesting, though, what they do. I mean... The four four two has worked really well. I don't know whether he'll play that, but against Man United, but we'll see. Um, Smith Rowe, I mean, he didn't score, but he was he was quite important for the first goal, and the first goal was fantastic. Tavares is such an interesting character for this Arsenal team. I think he's got so much to offer. I think he's such a unique player for this team. He looks. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if he's he's bulked or something, but he looks. When I looked at like the player, him in the summer, he looked a lot smaller than he does now. He looks a lot bigger, and he just looks like an absolute machine. And he was really good for the first goal. The, the link up between Saka, Smithrow, Tavares, really good, and it's a great finish from Saka. It's not a hard finish. Uh, it's not an easy finish to do, and he just pulled it off so well. It's 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 really encouraging that. You know, Saka's back in scoring form. He just looks really... He's been very interesting this season, Saka. Because I think he's been very, very good. I agree with Dan, um, one of my mates. I speak to in a group chat. Um, uh, AA, shout out AA. But, no, I agree with what he said the other day. I think he's been our best player this season. You know, and I do wonder with how good he's been. And we'll talk about Martinelli in a minute. What about Pepe? What happens with Pepe? I'm I'm of the belief that he will go in the next month because a player that much money to be sat on the bench, for, you know, barely played. And to be quite honest with you, rightly so, I think he's going to go. I do think he's going to go. If he doesn't go to AFCON, which is a, bit, is a big possibility, you know, he's not been playing. If you've looked at the Ivory Coast uh, games, he's not been starting. So... Possibly he may not go, but we I, I think he will still go. But, you know, Milan, I heard a, a, a good friend of mine, he, he told me that Milan are very much interested in him. So we'll have to see. 
Um, I have to see what happens with him. But I, I think he'll go. You can't be that on that much money and not, not go. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, it it's sad, you know, because I I quite like Pepe, but it's very obvious when you watch him for Arsenal. He just does not fit the plans. He just doesn't. And that's not his fault necessarily. That's not Arteta's fault. I'm of the belief that I think Arteta has tried his best to turn, turn him into a player that he wants. And it just hasn't worked. And I think Pepe is a player... I think they both didn't help each other away. I think Pepe, when I watch him, he looks very disinterested. But then I also think, you know, that's not how he plays. He's a crazy, creative player. He wants to be, you know, unique, skillful. But it seems to be sort of zapped away. I, I mean, look at the contrast between his last game and his first game for Arsenal. Uh, Burnley, well, I think it might have been Newcastle. Well, ironically, against Newcastle. But I think it might have been Burnley. It's like foot sort of first start, I believe. I mean, I might be wrong. But, you know, look at the look how they played then. Completely different. Obviously, different managers, but completely different player. I think it's time for him to go. I do. But we'll see, you know, what happens with a deal. Could there be something in the deal? Could there be a swap deal? Could they, you know, very interesting. I wonder if Napoli would be interested in a player like Pepe. Because the thing is, I think he's almost like moldable player as much as he's like 26. If you can get him, and if you can mould him into the player he was a couple of years ago, you got some player. And in Italy as well, he'd rip it. Absolutely rip it there. I, no doubt in my mind. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see. I do think he's going. I do think he's going. I mean, the, the links to you, uh, I can't say his name, Kulereski of Juventus, I think it's writing on the wall. I really do. I think it's writing on the wall for him. But we'll have to see. So yeah, we scored that goal, uh, going back to Newcastle game, we scored that goal, and then we just really looked good all, all evening, really compact. This is by far the best defence I've ever seen for an Arsenal team in a long time. Yeah, I mean, they've been so good, so, so good. Um, White and Gabriel have really formed a great partnership. And statistically, it works, you know. It, it worked with the recruitment. When you look to all the contributing factors, they, they just naturally look like a very good pair, you know. It does baffle me how how much Brian sort of downplay how good he is, you know. Like, third best center back for Brian, okay, right, sure. I you, you can say that, but he's been one of the best English center backs this season. I don't want to hear it. Personally, don't want to hear it, but... No, he's been he's been fantastic. Um, it's worth his money in gold, I suppose. Um, I really hope if he keeps having the season, he goes to Qatar. I think he should. I, I, I just I just think it'd be very ridiculous if he didn't go. I mean, I understand the quality of the centre-backs for England is very good right now, but still, he's very unique. You know, England sometimes play a three. He could fit that perfectly. I think he's proved himself in the back four now. We'll have to see. But he was very good today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not super amount happened. Um, some chances either end. Um, Newcastle almost did score a goal. Um, two, one from Ramsdale, really good save again. Um, love him to death. Absolutely brilliant. And then one of them was a long boy over the top, Tavares. 
really good recovery speed, sort of fairly challenged him. Right, rightly so, not a penalty. Anyone who says that, come on, come on. Anyway, um, and yeah, Martinelli came on um, for Saku, got injured. I think he's okay. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to play tonight anyway. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that he, like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that Martinelli, he, you know, he's got a big play role to play tonight. But yeah, Martinelli came, Martinelli came on. Very interestingly played right wing. Very interesting. He played. He did play in the cup game against Wimbledon, and he was quite impressive in that game. And it's interesting. This is a, this is a very interesting evolution for Martinelli. If you keep playing there, I I thought his goal. You know, we'll talk about it now. It's really good. Tommy Osu, uh, showing that he's has got good. You know, got really good. Uh, Potential attacking wise, he he done a fantastic cross for Martinelli. Just looked over once, sort of scooped it almost uh, to make it two 0 Really good volley, and have to say I've been super impressed with Martinelli. Um, I do think it's a bit of a waiting game with him. I think his time will come. It's just when, you know. But he, he's gonna he might play tonight, and I really hope he scores. I'd love, I'd love, I'd, oh, a Martinelli goal tonight would be amazing. You know, I love that boy. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I think he's got so much potential. He, he, I really like him. I really do. He's a great girl. And Tommy Osu, really good cross. I, I think our people were getting on Tommy Osu last week for his crossing. But I think he's been really good. Really good. I think he's getting a lot more... I think some people are trying to be just a bit edgy with him. Like, oh, he can't sack. It's like, well, he's not really been told to. And when he has, you know, you've seen the old moments of him where he, he was, he's was he been really good. There was a cross at Liverpool last week, which not many people talk about. It was really good, pinpoint. Just a great challenge on Saka, I believe it was, with Smith Rowe. That stopped it really going from like going in. It was pin, pin, you know, perfect. But... Well, the cross to Martinelli was perfect. Um, really good. Really good. And hopefully we see that tonight. So, uh, yeah, it finished 2-0. Um, we move on. And I know it's very quick. I'm very busy. I've got work in an hour. Um, so I'm trying to get this done. Uh, see what I just, I'm just so busy. So busy at the moment. Absolutely ridiculous. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Man United game. Big, big game. Probably the, besides Tottenham, probably the biggest game for Arsenal this season. Because while City and Chelsea and Liverpool, yes, they're big games. You know, at the level we are at, it's like if we lose, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, you want to beat them, obviously, but you can't be too distressed. It's just the level at the moment. But Man United, I think, I think it's such an, that's the test for me. That's the interesting test because... Not only are we something like eight points above them right now, I believe, or five or something, but Man United, they've been awful this season. And I, to me, I described it, um, I described it the other day as they look like a team of individuals and Arsenal for the first time in a long time looked like a team, looked like a solid base of a team. You know, the Man United team does not look, it just looks like a lot of individual players coming together and that's what I think a lot of the problems have come from 
But they've got a good chance, though. And if the rumours are true about Dalton, sure. I mean, it could just be a fascinating battle between Tavares because he, I think he'd burn him, to be honest. If we play this all the way we have, I think we're absolutely burning. Um, they drew with Chelsea 1-1. Very lucky, if I'm totally honest. Chelsea were quite lucky not to win that game. And they looked really poor against Villarreal. They were quite lucky in that game as well. So it'd be an interesting test. I do think we will win. But it, you can't call it. You can't call it. Um, I'm praying there's not a Ronaldo goal because, God, God damn, that'd be awful. <laughs> but we'll have to see. You know, I think this is probably the biggest game of the season so far for Arsenal because if they win this, they really do pull away from Man United and they they go they, and they actually go into top four now. They go into top four. West Ham drew Brighton, so the opportunity is there for Arsenal to take fourth. Um, I don't think we'll finish fourth this season. I think we'll finish probably six now. But we'll have to see, you know, anything's possible. One, you know, this one game week season isn't a joke. You know, if they just keep going. Because the response from the cast was quite telling, I thought. I thought if they could pull off that, I think they've, you know, I know it's Newcastle, but at the same time, there's a lot of things going on in the game. That was Eddie Howe's first game in the dugout. We, the first will be real, I know they had the City game, but there's a lot of fringe players in the game, but the Liverpool game was the first game with these uh, with these teams. It's first sort of games, I think. Um, Liverpool really, you know, battered this team. So we've got this, you know, we saw the response from that. Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I think they'll win, but could he, you know, anything could happen in that game. He really could. So we'd have to see. Right, I will actually do the Q&A that I was meant to do. <laughs> I don't know if there's too much Q&As, but I did say a couple of days ago about doing a Q&A, so I will have the questions ready and I'll answer them now. Right, so Q&A, Q&A. First one from my man, Gustafiano. Gustafiano. What Arsenal do you think has the biggest heart? I think he was going to say cock, but it was hard. Um, I think there was a question like this on the timeline the other day, actually. It was quite funny. But um, probably, I think, uh, let's go the nicest, I suppose. I think Tommy Osu just looks like the nicest guy. <laughs> Honestly. He looks like such a lovely guy, bless him. Just plays football, does his thing. No, no ego, just does his job. <laughs> I respect it a lot. Uh, so I'd probably say him. Saka just obviously seems like a lovely guy as well. Smith Rowe. Um, when this team wins, they're a very likeable team. When they lose, they're a very unlikable team. It is what it is. But, you know, he, you know, Tommy also just looks really good. Uh, he just a nice guy. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for that, buddy. Um, next question is from Shreds. A, bit, a little bit unrelated, but... Um, going to ask, keep asking you wrestling questions. Wrestling questions. Who do you think will win the twenty-two Royal Rumble, and what would be the dream AEW WWE match? Uh, oh, uh, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Who would I? Who should win? Who should win? 
I think I think they're probably. I don't know if they'll take the title off Reigns, but if Reigns has if if Reigns doesn't have the title, I think he'll probably end up winning it. To be honest, like he's such a big focal point of the show. Um, you know, I think it will probably be him. To be quite honest with you, maybe even Lesnar. I don't know. I don't know. I still think they're going to do a Rock Reigns match at Mania. I think it's it's probably the biggest match they could do right now. If they, you know, if they, if they do it, so we'll have to see. But the AEW WWE match, um, that's such a hard question because it's it's quite hard because a lot of the AEW guys have been WWE as well. So you kind of want to say something a bit different. Um, God, that is so difficult. Um, something with MJF definitely because he's just. Hello. Maybe MGF versus Miz right now, if I'm totally honest. Like, I would love to see that. <laughs> Just two arseholes. Like, what would happen? Um, yeah, probably that match for me right now. He's he's by far my favourite, MGF. He's just hilarious. Just absolutely ridiculously over the top. Pure comedy. Pure, pure comedy. So, I probably have to say him. I'm loving AEW as well. I love that show. Like I, I say all the time, like that the reason why I love that show so much is that I think the, the actual wrestlers, you could see themselves, like how much they're enjoying the product now. So we have to see, you know, we have to see. But man, they're doing so well. I really hope they get some, a better Br- British um broadcasting deal. Like have it live at Sky Sports or something. Because they don't have WWE anymore. BT has WWE. So I know they're on ITV a little bit, but just have something live in England and have the pay-per-views live, I think would be perfect. Um, so we'll have to see. But, no, I'm loving the product. Really good. Um, I really like Darby Allen as well. He's really good. Um, it's hard. I don't want to see any real, any WWE guys because we've probably seen it, but probably some of the MGF, definitely. Um the next one, so thank you for the question. The next one is from at idiot yar sixteen. Um, he says, "Which one is the worst one?" So you got watermelon, an apple, a strawberry, and I think a mango. I think. Um, probably mango. I don't. I've never really liked mango. Mango is just. Never, he's never ever really been. What am I saying? It's a fruit, <laughs> not a he. Um, yeah, I've never liked mango, never been my thing. Um, proper Tory, I love strawberries and cream. I can't lie, very nice. You can't beat it. Very good. My white Britishness will come out. You know, my white Britishness will come out. I watched Love Actually this week and I was dying. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> What what a film that is! Oh my goodness! But yeah, no, I had a great time. Um, it's oh, brilliant. Sorry, we've been on the tangent about white white things. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say mango. Uh, the next question is from Hark AFC, Hark AFC. He goes, "How was your week? Um, busy, 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 busy. I'm a busy man, busy man." Um, just trying to get on this life, do you know what I mean? So, the next question is from 
Adam, AFC underscore Adam7. He goes, who would be your dream signing next summer? Uh, ooh, um, probably a brilliant striker. Someone like Ossiman, to be quite honest with you, because we, yes, because they have all these names, like, you know, whatever, like, you know, Bellingham, all these players, but we need a top-level striker to take this team to the next level. And someone like an Ossiman, I think, would be the dream. Like, Valvic, yes, he's very good talent, but I think Ossiman is considered, for me, more of a dream because I don't think we're really getting. Valvic is very up in the open at the moment. I'm not particularly sure what's going on with that lad. But I think Ossiman would be the one that I really want, to be honest with you. Every time I've watched him, I've been really impressed. Um, so, probably Ossiman. Probably Ossiman. Um, and then the next question is from at FC Zach with loads of A's. Um, thoughts? <laughs> I mean, this is a joke question. Thoughts on buying Mason Greenwood as our striker? Um, never going to happen. Never going to happen. But it'd be interesting, you know, talking about like English strikers, you know, will Arsenal go down that route? Will they be on an English striker? Because um, I think it'd be really interesting if they did go that route. I love Tony, but I don't think he's that level, to be quite honest with you. I think he's he's got potential um, to be a big name, but I don't know. I mean, a possible route could be Calvert-Lewin to Arsenal and then Tony to Everton or something, you know. But I, I like Tony. Maybe the gal, I'd love a Gamboy. But whenever I watch him, he's just a really interesting player for me. He's got bags of potential. Do you know what I mean? He could, he could, he could do anything, really. Um, so, be interesting. We'll have to see what happens. I think Calvin Lewin is kind of, I'm leaning towards, but the injury stuff is really bugging me. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if we went down that route. Um, have we got any, question, any more questions? This is a very short episode. I'm a very busy man this week. Way more than I should be. Um, ah, okay. The last question from a good friend, Ash at Raiden Choke Me. Um, give your opinions on our absolute best starting 11. Um, I think it's Ramsdale. Definitely. You can't not say this at this point. It's definitely Ramsdale. Um, I think it's the back three. Ooh, it's, ooh, ooh, Nuno or Tierney. Um, I'd actually go Tavares right now because I think him and Tomiyasu kind of complement each other. I think it'll be interesting if we can get somebody who's a bit more wild as a right back next summer. Maybe like a Livermento or someone to complement Tierney, who I think is a bit little, little bit more balanced. You know, um... So I'll probably say Tavares right now. Um, Gabriel White, obviously. Uh, Tommy Osu. Uh, for me, he's been one of the best players this season. Deserves way more credit. Um, Partey, as much as it's frustrated me this season. Shaka, obviously that's a big controversial one. Um, but, you know, I think I think Odegaard plays, will play a lot better with Shaka. I just... I look at the North London derby and I just see that potential and just see that with them. So we'll have to see. We, you know, the four three three is a very interesting shape we've done, but I think uh, I think 
I think Shaka has to be there. Has to be there. He, he, I think him and Partey have kind of solidified that partnership. Although I think they will buy a defensive midfielder in the summer. Or January, I should say. So, it'd be interesting. But Shaka definitely. Um, Partey. Uh, Smith Rowe. I mean, this shouldn't be a debate this front four now. But Smith Rowe, Odegaard, uh, Saka and Aubameyang. You know, I, I understand the Lacazette. You can maybe put Lacazette and go to four four two, but I think Odegaard is... It's just something about him I really like. I think he's got so much potential. I, feel, I do believe he will come good. Um, we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see. Uh, time will tell. Um, but that's why I would say it's a starting eleven right now. Who they... I think we did. We need depth. We need a little bit more quality. You know, I watched the kickoff and they were just talking rubbish. And I just, I think we're not too far off, but we need a couple more quality players. And I think that's what they will do this summer. I think it will be a case of they will get two or three big, not necessarily big names, but just quality, because that's what's missing. I think the strikers, I've said a million times in this episode, is the big factor this season. Um, maybe they'll get something in January. Who knows? We'll have to see. Uh, according to my sources, there's interesting um, rumours going on about next month. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is a very short episode. I'm just super busy. I've got to get it ready in a minute. So I will catch you later. And adios. Goodbye. Lots of love.